0: If you were to define faith in one word or phrase, what would that be? Kind of have an idea? Now, I want to encourage you to talk to the person next to you and share what that one word or what that phrase might be. Let's do that. All right, five seconds, three, two, one, time. Let's kind of see what, what your answers were. I want to hear from different parts of the room. Let's start right here, uh, this section right here. Did you guys? Prayer. All right. What about in the back over here? Trust. Trust? Belief without seeing. Anyone in the back? Yes, sir? Assurance. Assurance. Anyone from this section? Eternal Eternal hope. Now, this isn't a got you kind of thing, but let's see how those answers compare to what the Bible says. When we read the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, we see that it says that faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And today, as we take the journey to the cross, we are going to see that Jesus is asking his disciples to have faith, to have faith. The disciples are going into a time where where they do not know what is going to happen. There, There are a lot of uncertainties. Jesus has told them that I am going to the cross. Things are going to get different. Things are going to be different. I will go to the cross. I will die for the sins of the world. But not just that, I will be resurrected after three days. But in that time, have faith, have faith in me. Many times we too have that struggle. We have different expectations. Our expectations are different than our reality. We might have a different expectation about our job, about our relationships, about our health different things in our life, but we see that our reality is different. And today we're going to see that Jesus is calling all the disciples and all of us together to have faith, to fill that, fill that gap with faith. We are called to have faith where our expectations don't meet our reality. And as a pastor, I've talked to many of you over the last uh, few years and several months too, and I know that all of you are trying to practice the way of Jesus, but you have uncertainties at work, layoffs happen, there might be a health struggle that might be going on, a short-term or a long-term illness, there might be a struggle in a relationship with your loved one. Things might be different. Your expectations might be different than your reality. A loved one might have passed away. But we are going to see that Jesus is calling us to have faith in those circumstances. And this morning, if you have been through any of those struggles, if you are in the midst of any of that struggle, I want you to know two things. Number one, that we want to walk alongside of you in that struggle. You're not alone. We want to help carry your burdens. We want to help carry your struggles. We want to pray with you. We want to love you and learn from you. And number two, I pray that my words will fall away today and whatever God has from his word will stick with you and, and minister to you in whatever time you are going through as we continue our series to the cross where we are going to see Jesus go all the way to the cross and not just to the cross but also to the resurrection where we are going to celebrate Easter together. And today as we walk through the scriptures, we are going to look at three questions. We're going to see what does Jesus mean by faith? What does Jesus mean by faith? How do we pray bold prayers? And why are some prayers unanswered? We're going to look at those three questions. So if you have your Bibles, please turn with me to Mark chapter 11. That's where we are going to be, Mark 11, 20 to 24. So let's dig into the first question. What does Jesus mean by faith? And to answer this question, I want to take you into the background of what is happening in the text, in the passage. In, in, in verse 20, we see that in the morning as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. As they went along, where were they going? Now, many times Jesus would withdraw from places. He would just go away and be alone with his father. Jesus is fully God, but he is also fully human, and he is struggling and wrestling with the idea of going to the cross. That burden is upon him. And many times, Jesus and his disciples would often withdraw. They would go to a place, a quiet place, where they could be with their father. And maybe there's a quick learning for us already that when we are in the midst of struggle, how much more important it is for you and I to completely withdraw to turn off our phones, to close the door, to pray to our Father in heaven, who loves us, who cares for us, and who hears our voice. So they went along in the morning, and they saw that the fig tree was withered from the roots. Now Peter, who liked to speak up, he spoke up again, and he said to Jesus, "Rabbi, look, this is the fig tree you curse. it has withered." Now, earlier in the chapter, we see that Jesus had cursed the fig tree because the fig tree had no fruit. And Jesus said, may no one eat from your fruit ever again. The fruit had a good appearance. It had good leaves from the outside, but from the inside, it did not have any fruit. And Jesus is not looking for mere appearances. He is looking for a faith. That says, even if my expectations don't meet my reality, I will have faith. Even if circumstances are not ideal, I will have faith. Even if my relationships don't go the way I see them going, I will have faith. Even if I have struggles with my marriage, with my parenting, with my school, my work, I will have faith. The disciples had doubt in their minds. Peter points out to this withered fig tree, but Jesus gets to the root of the the matter and he says to the disciples, have faith in God. Have faith in God, Jesus said. He wants the disciples to have faith in him, to fully trust him, to fill this gap between the expectation and reality with faith. But what about us? When you and I are going through hard times, when you, are, you and I are going through struggle, when you and I are going through unexpected circumstances, a struggle, what is our first response? Who do we go to? Who do we talk to? Do we try to do everything in our capacity and our ability before we go to God? Maybe we do. Sometimes we make, we try everything we can, and then when all else fails, we make Jesus our last resort. But Jesus wants you and I to make Him his, our first response, not our last resort. Make Him our first response, not our last resort. These last six months have been difficult for me because I had an argument with a loved one and that argument escalated and both of us said things that we weren't supposed to say and, and things were not good. Fast forward six months now, we, we are at a, at a spot, at a place where we just talk very briefly, one to two minutes, the, the conversations are superficial, they're not that deep. And this burden is being felt by the people that love us from both sides people who are dearly attached to us. And in the midst of that circumstance, in the midst of that uncertainty, I need to trust God, that God has a plan. I need to fill that, exp- that, that space between my expectation and reality with faith. God has a plan. I need to trust Him no matter what. Jesus knows that our inclination, our human inclination, is just to do everything we can, and when all else fails, Make him our last resort. But Jesus wants us to make him our first response, not our last resort. To answer the first question, what does Jesus mean by faith? Jesus means by faith, trust me. Trust me throughout the unexpected circumstances. Trust me. Have faith in me. Fill that gap between the expectation and reality with faith. Make me your first response, not your last resort. This, question, this, this passage asks another question. How do we pray bold prayers? How do we pray bold prayers? Now, Jesus is on the Mount of Olives with his disciples. They can see the Dead Sea 15 miles down south. Now, before I read this passage, I want all of us to close our eyes. Let's close our eyes I want you to imagine that you are standing with Jesus and the disciples on that Mount of Olives. Look at the sea down south. Smell the air. Take a deep breath. Jesus is about to speak. Listen closely. Have faith. Have faith in God. Truly I tell you, If anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. You can now open your eyes. Jesus is using a strong metaphor here. He's using a strong imagery. In Jewish imagery, mountain signifies something strong, something that is immovable. A problem that stands in the way. Jesus' primary point then is not about moving mountains, but is about having faith. Then moving mountain becomes proverbial for something that is humanly impossible, but possible with God. Possible with God. Jesus is challenging them to pray boldly. And he challenges you and I to pray boldly also. I remember in 2018, my wife and I and my family, we were in California. And we went through an unexpected circumstance where 16 pastors, including me, were laid off from a mega church I was serving at in Southern California. And this was a very unexpected circumstance. We had only been there for eight months and this had happened. And our expectation was to be there for a long time, to serve the people for a long time, but our reality was different. We went through a time where we had a lot of questions that, why did you allow this, God? We had, a, we had some times where we went through this phase where we were angry. We weren't healthy about it all. But then we, we did what we were called to do, what we were taught to do ever since the beginning of our lives, we said, God, we don't know what, why this is happening, why this happened, but you are in control. May your will and not our will be done in this situation. Now, looking back at that circumstance, we praise God that that happened because through that, God brought us here to, to a lot of people. We've loved a lot of people here. We have gotten to know a lot of you. We've learned a lot. Now looking back, this, that whole situation became a blessing to us. We are able to grow through that circumstance. We are able to learn that no matter what, we need to trust in God. We need to have faith in Him. We need to pray the bold prayers that not my will, but your will be done, even in circumstances and situations that we do not understand. A faith that says, Not my will, but thy will be done. A faith that is ready to respond in a bold way. A faith that says, even in the midst of uncertainty, even in the midst of things like coronaviruses, tornadoes, hurricanes, I will trust in God no matter what happens. We pray bold prayers. Jesus answers the first question. What does he mean by faith? He means, trust me. The second question how do we pray bold prayers? And sometimes the most bold prayer we can pray is not my will, but thy will be done. And this, this passage asks a third and final question, and that is a tough question about why are some prayers unanswered? Why are some prayers unanswered? Jesus says in 24, he says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer Believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Whatever you ask in prayer and believe that that you have received it, it will be yours. Well, sometimes you and I, we pray faithfully, we pray boldly, but sometimes our prayers go unanswered the way we view it, the way our minds view it. Sometimes those prayers go unanswered. The Hubble telescope so far has discovered over a hundred billion galaxies. hundred billion galaxies. And it's discovering more and more. Doesn't it stand to reason that the one who makes and maintains these vast cosmos, these universes, these, these galaxies, will do certain things sometimes that our mind can't comprehend? that our minds can't see, that our little lives can't see, and that we can trust Jesus in the midst of that circumstance. My mother-in-law lives in California, and she has had this autoimmune disease called lupus. She's had this disease since a long time now. And for a long time, they have prayed faithfully. They've prayed in faith. They have prayed in trust that God would take that away. But the pain continues to grow even more and more. The pain continues to grow. People in their church have been praying. Katie and I have been praying for years now for for her. Sometimes it's so difficult for her to even walk or to even hold her granddaughters. But in the midst of that, we've seen that she has kept her faith, that she has prayed to God, that that. She has relied on him no matter what. That God has allowed her pain to be a testimony. She has been able to talk to other people, other women who have gone through the same thing. In the midst of it, she is reminded and we are all reminded that we need to have faith in God in the midst of it all. When we hear the phrase, Whatever you ask in prayer and believe you have received it and it will be yours, we also start thinking, what does this mean? And I want to warn you pastorally here about something that has been known as the health and wealth gospel and the prosperity gospel. We listen to a lot of podcasts, we listen to a lot of pastors and preachers, but sometimes they preach this gospel that if you, if you accept Christ, if you believe in Jesus, everything will be okay. All your pains will go away. All your struggles will go away. Your job will be good. You will, you will have a lot of prosperity. And this is a really serious global Christian abuse right now because this contradicts everything that Jesus teaches. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Jesus never promises that our life will be easy, that our life will be a breeze, but he promises to be our good shepherd. He promises to hold our hands throughout it all. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble, but have faith in me, trust in me. Now, going back to the question, why aren't some prayers answered? Let's take a deeper look into the issue of spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. To take a different look at a passage, Peter here, who is with Jesus, writes another book letter later, and he says this, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour some prayers go unanswered. Some prayers go unanswered because there is an active enemy who is opposing the work of God himself. There's a battle raging in the the backgrounds that we do not see sometimes. And when we are in that gap between our expectation and our reality, when we are in this space, this is when we are the most susceptible to the attack of the devil. And for this reason, we need to wear the armor of God. We need to wear the armor of God. We need to be ready for the battle. We can't go into the war zone. We can't go into battle without having the right ammunition. And that's why we need to be prepared to go to war. One of the ways you, you and I can, can prepare ourselves to wear the armor of God is God's word right here. This word is powerful. This word is a double-edged sword. We need to bathe ourselves day and night in the word of God and to apply everything that it says to the best of our ability. We need to pray every single day to God. Start our day with prayer. End our day with prayer. If you haven't seen the movie War Room, I want to encourage you to watch that because in that movie you see that many of our battles are fought with prayer. We can wear the armor of God by being in fellowship with each other. Small groups are so important. And not just small groups, but being here in church week to week, having that fellowship with believers, we can wear the armor of God so that we can be ready and we can defeat the devil and his schemes. To answer the third question, why do some prayers go unanswered the way we see it? They go unanswered because sometimes we don't see the whole picture that God is seeing. And sometimes there's a spiritual battle going on in the background. And sometimes those prayers are not answered. So we looked at three questions today in our text as we are in the journey with Jesus to the cross. We looked at what does Jesus mean by faith? And Jesus simply means trust me. Trust me. Have faith in me. Make me your first response, not your last resort. Jesus is calling us to have faith, to fill that, that gap between our expectation and our reality with faith. We looked at another question, that how do we pray bold prayers? And sometimes the most bold prayer that you and I can pray is not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we pray that prayer. And we looked at the third question. Why are some prayers unanswered? And prayers go unanswered because we don't see the big picture that our God sees. And there's a spiritual battle going on. Today, there's an invitation for you and I that to just look at, that, at our lives, to ask God to reveal what that spot might be in our lives what that place might be that we are between our expectation and our reality to ask God to reveal that and to talk to someone you know our human tendency is to keep everything to ourselves to not open up but maybe God is calling you and I to open up and to share so that a believer a friend a loved one can help us to get back on the journey of faith I pray that you and I can do that. And no matter what struggle you and I are going through, Jesus understands because Jesus himself went to the cross for you and for me. Jesus died that death so that sin can be defeated once and for all. And not just that, he rose again from the grave on the third day. Sin and death have been defeated. You and I can live victoriously as we carry our cross and walk this journey with jesus let's pray father god in heaven we come to you and we thank you for all the blessings father we thank you for your word that you challenge us every single day father i pray that we can have faith by trusting in you in all our circumstances i pray jesus that all of us would make you our first response and not our last resort father i pray that we would pray bold prayers that not my will but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and i pray that when our prayers go unanswered the way we view it that we would draw closer to you that we would be ready that we would wear the armor of God by being in the Word, by being in prayer, by being in small groups, by being in large groups and meeting on Sunday mornings. Father, I pray right now for all the people listening that you would reveal that spot for us right now where we might be between our expectation and reality and that we would talk to someone to get back on that journey of faith that you have called us practice the way of Jesus. I pray all these things in Jesus' wonderful, most powerful, and resurrected name. Amen.